0: This is episode 17 with La Cañada St. Francis Head Boys Basketball Coach Todd Wolfson. Yikes. Welcome back to another edition of the BCLE. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Today we've got Todd Wolfson. He is the Head Boys Basketball Coach at La St. Francis. My alma mater, which I went to many years ago, I want to bring him on because Todd has built something special at two high schools prior to him coming to St. Francis, El Camino and Chaminade, where he won a state championship. And he left a situation in Chaminade to come to St. Francis, which hadn't had a great basketball tradition for a very long time since Coach John Jordan, their former coach, was there. I want to bring them on because I think it's important for our listeners, for you to hear someone's journey, hear what they're doing presently and how they're building a culture uh, in a program that hasn't had one in years. So enjoy this episode with Coach Wolfson. He dropped some amazing nuggets and we'll see you on the other side. All right, guys, welcome to another great edition of the BCLE. I've got a great Great guest on today. He is a really tremendous friend of mine, and he also is the head basketball coach at St. Francis High School in La Cunata, California. He's coming on today because he is at his third school, and he has really built an amazing, amazing culture Teamwork, family, atmosphere, and you're going to love everything that he's got to say. Todd, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for that uh, genuine introduction. I appreciate
0: it. Well, I th- I've been working on that all day while <laughs> I was driving here and everything. So let's just let's just dive right in. I mean, you're you're here your third season at at St. Francis, right. um, and talk about the culture and the standards that you wanted to put in place when you got here.
1: You know, pretty much. You know when we got here one of the things that that we want to key on is is just kind of continuing what Saint Francis does you know Saint Francis is such a great school and such a great place that we want to kind of continue their their tradition and keep that alive um, but we want to add a little bit of what of what we do you know make it make it fun make it a place people want to be at uh, make it an enjoyable uh, a basketball experience make it a family oriented t- type of place and just really build that culture to 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 a place that's that, that's an attractive uh destination for for high school basketball players and uh you know so we can do our job and and they can enjoy
0: their experience here right now this is not your first rodeo you know you built something at chaminade and then it was el camino correct you're before that correct. so how have all those well let's do this like what have you learned at each stop you know that that's a good question i was at el
1: camino for you know a cup of coffee it was it was a, it was a quick experience um when we got there um uh, we were uh, uh, 0 20 the year before, right. um, which was an interesting one to dive into, um, and kind of kind of turned that around as best we could. Uh, went from zero wins to, to nine in that year, and uh, won a couple games that were that were you know maybe we shouldn't have won, and, and that kind of got the ball rolling in terms of you know this this culture change and this this attitude of doing things the way we want to do them works, right. and uh, let's take this kind of mold and, and 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 blow it up. And uh, when we got the Chaminade, when I say we, I'm talking about myself and my, my uh, great assistant coaches that have kind of followed me through. Okay. Um, you know, got, got the Chaminade and similar similar thing. You know, the team wasn't great. Um, the, 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 the culture of the school was there and the, and the environment was there, but we saw such a golden opportunity to take this place, uh, to take Chaminade over and kind of turn into a powerhouse. And uh, we, we felt we did that and had some early success, definitely had some ups and downs. Um, but really really bought into the fact and, and kind of the things that we we believe in is just finding the right kids right you know and and, and that's kind of what what we've always talked about is, is finding those kids and making sure that they feel that that we love them and, and 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 that you know build that confidence within them and I think you know that was one of the key things that shamana that that we started to do early and we noticed a huge difference and we kind of have been you know using that as our staple for for a long time to carry it over is just is just find that right kind of kid and, and, and ensure that kid knows that, that we love him and mm-hmm. and he has that confidence um, every single day when he steps in that court and every single day when he steps in that classroom and every single day when he's you know out in the real world and uh, confidence is such a huge factor so taking those those three things and kind of moving that on um, we had success at Chaminade in the in the nine years I was there, um, and then the opportunity opened up here at St. Francis that I had to take, um, and and you know decided to take take the opportunity here um, once again. Uh, they didn't win any league games the year before we got here, right? Um, and then seven games the our first year, uh, fourteen last year, and hoping to build on that this year.
0: Right. Uh, so. Now now we, we, we got to make sure the audience knows you did win a CIF championship at Chaminade. Um and how has it been in terms of when you start to you start with the program getting the culture in place how hard is that you know oh well, I
1: first have to correct you because if my former players are listening it was a state championship and they oh, would sorry. be very upset if I didn't if state I didn't mention that so state championship <laughs> in 2013 um but like I said it's, it's it starts with it starts with the players mm-hmm. you know we, we, we realize the kind of the era we're in the millennials and the and the way you know the the generation z or whatever whatever everyone wants to call them and put it put a tab on them now is, is a little bit different right. you know they're they're and whether it's good or bad, it's different, and as coaches, we have to uh, we have to adapt to that. You know, I can't um, I, I can't wear my baggy shorts anymore. They're making me wear my short shorts now. I guess is, is the new thing. So we have That's to right. adapt to that as coaches. And if we sit back and don't adapt to that, you know, it's a problem. So I think you know the the, the key for us is, is is finding finding the right kids. And I think you know everyone. It, w- with the transfer probably the word market the transfer market and how it is today yeah, you know you huge. get you get people that want to come to school all the time and transfer in and transfer in and transfer in you know i think as a coach you you can't take everybody you right. got to find the right kind of kid and i think just as college coaches do you know high school coaches have to do the same thing they have to do their research you know if there's a if there's a kid on, you know, who's applied to your school and who's who's done things, you gotta do your research and you know and, and go from there. You know, our school does a great job of interviewing parents and interviewing students before they admit them and you know as a coach I, I think you gotta kinda pay attention to those to those outliers
0: as well. Right. The when when you know we are dealing in the world with millennials mm-hmm. and how easy has it been for you to adapt? That's the first part. The second part is how do you get your coaches to adapt with you? When a lot of times other coaches are like, no, no, we got to do it this way because of it was done this way in 1982. You know, how, how do you get them on board?
1: Yeah, you know, we, we try to do things different here, you know, at St. At Francis. We're always looking to kind of keep them on their toes. Um, and, and that's one of the things is, is to try to get those millennials to, to – to buy into what you do, you have to adapt as a coach. Yeah, you can't absolutely. sit back and do the old thing. And, you know, I, I played for a coach where it was white socks and white tennis shoes and, <laughs> you know, you had to have your shorts a certain length and, and uh, you know, you couldn't stand out a little bit. And, yeah, you know, we don't want our guys going above and beyond standing out. But, you know, there's there's we, we, we do have to give them a little bit of leeway because that's mm-hmm. kind of the generation we're dealing with. You know, uh, there's a lot of positives in what they do and a lot of negatives. But as a coach, you kind of have to – have to take that into consideration and uh, and go from there. You know, I will admit the music they listen to is a little bit, a little bit, a little bit different. <laughs> you know, though we don't like it too much, we'll play it for them in the, you know, during shoot around sometime, right. and we'll we'll give them that opportunity to do that. Um, but, but I think as a coach, you have to understand you know, that, that, that those kids are different and there's no, there's no right or wrong. And I'm not saying that they're, they're different in a bad way. Right. But as a coach, you have to adapt. And getting our assistant coaches on board to adapt with that is part of the culture. You know mm-hmm. when, I, when I first came to St. Francis, um, I took a couple coaches with me from Shamanad. Um, but a couple, you know, I wanted to make ensure that they were, you know, they were kind of keen and, and, and up to that new culture and that new um, type of type of student athlete we're dealing with. Right. And, uh, you know, they've been they've been on board and, you know, we do things a little bit differently and and, and things like that. And it's, and it's paid dividends mm-hmm. for us. So.
0: Now, some of the big things, of course, is how you commun- how coaches communicate with their players. You know, before it was a, you know, lead them or coach them with fear, uh, not really explaining you do this because I tell you to do this. Has your communication uh, style changed um, if it hasn't or if it has, you know, what are things that you express to your players so that you can get them on the same level with you? You know, I,
1: I, I think you got to you got to understand each each player. Mm. I think that, that that's one of our huge goals um, that we talk about as coaches. We actually break our our current players into groups um, okay. that each assistant coach has to check in with them twice a week. Through text, through a meeting, through social media, whatever the case may be, they have to check in. Hey, man, how you doing? Um, things like that, because we we've learned that a lot of these players, though they're coached differently, all of them want to be loved, and all of them want to want a little bit want a little bit of discipline. Right. Um, you know, the other thing that we've kind of keyed in on is is you know our best guy who's. Who's you know right now 20, 28 points a game and eight rebounds and, and five assists you know he's got to be just as important as the guy sitting on the end of the bench and that's something we we try to do each day at practice as well is make sure every kid feels loved one through you know twelve and and ensure that that guy on the bench is is has just as big of a role whether it might not be on the court you know he's mm-hmm. got a big role off the court for us maybe he does you know stuff for our team meetings or maybe he's he goes out there at half court and is a captain for you know, our, our, uh, our, you know, our handshake lines or when the referees meet and things like that, you know, just trying to keep everybody involved as much as they can. Cause I think a lot of times too, you get guys in the end of the bench, you know, who, who, who have that culture and they, right. and, and they, and they have it. And then all of a sudden it changes cause they're not playing. And then, that starts to affect everybody else. So I think, you know, understanding that every kid needs a little love and every kid needs a little understanding that they're part of the program and and, and we we appreciate whatever they're doing for us. Um, all that kind of snowballs into a into a positive thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: a coaching mentor of mine told me one time that, you know, if you're if you're a coach, you got to watch for your players at the end of the bench who don't laugh at your jokes. If They're not laughing at your jokes, then they have fallen off the culture wagon. <laughs> and then you're, you're in trouble with it. True. The you know you you mentioned you came here at St. Francis zero league wins. It went to seven. Now you're at 14. Um, those are some really big jumps. But let's go to when you first came on. There were no wins in the bank. Yes, there's excitement when a new coach comes in. How do you continue that going when it gets tougher for when when the players aren't used to a certain style and now they're getting it right in their face how do you get them to push forward
1: you know one of the things you know we try to do is not you know I think sometimes staffs come in and they bash the former former <clears throat>
0: coaches and they bash what was going on
1: before them and you know we're gonna do things our way and differently and let's make a huge change on day one uh, I, I think for us it was gradual changes you know i think when you when you give a kid a a five hundred a five a five hundred uh, page book, and you tell him to read it. You know, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna shock him at first. Right. <laughs> but if you give him chapter by chapter, and you understand that you know he needs to he needs to read chapter one, you know, this week, and then chapter two the following week, and then we'll take a week off, and we'll get to chapter four, and we'll, you know, three and four, and go from there. It makes it a little bit easier to swallow, for, for, you know, for that kid, and makes it a little uh, easier for him to. Uh, c- kind of get through that process mm-hmm. and I think it you know as a coaching staff coming in we didn't want to drop them that 500 page book on day one right so we've slowly and I'm talking super slowly kind of eased our our system in and our way of doing things yeah we have our focal points that we want to focus on day one and the way we want to do things since day one um, but when you ease that kind of program in it not only helps the the players it's, it's good for the administration I feel and it's good for you know the teachers and things like that so they can kind of adapt to that because Everybody's included in a basketball program, right? You know, as much as we want to just look at those players on the court, and maybe even the coaches and the coaching staff, you know, it takes the teachers in the classrooms, it takes the administrators to what they're doing, and uh, and especially at a high school level, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a huge importance. So to get everybody to kind of slowly buy into your program, um, it, it was a key factor for us, and and I think that. Uh, that's something we we've looked towards, and we're continuing to still implement stuff. Right, so. right.
0: Now, when when you look at um, your leadership style, I mean, it, it sounds like you don't coach the way you were coached. How did you get your coaching style? Like, what are some? I mean, I don't know if you had any mentors or things that you're pulling from, or how are you constantly evolving as a coach? You
1: know, there's there's a couple things. I, I uh, you know, what, the first thing is is pretty much I kind of wanted to. Uh, take things that I did not like when I was a player, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I didn't like doing that. Or, Hey, I didn't, this, this was, this didn't make me happy when I was at practice or I hated coming to practice because of, of this and, or or my coach did this. And I took those things and I said, I'm not going to do those things and, and kind of and kind of use that that was my first you know kind of way of this is how I want to be a coach right um, the second thing says I've taken little pieces from from different people um and kind of just adapted little things I don't think any one person has all the right answers you know I think some guys well we're going to run this system because this guy knows what he's doing I don't think anybody especially myself and including including all coaches they don't they don't know everything and I think mm-hmm. if you're if you want to be a coach that you can kind of put your stamp on things you got to kind of try different things and hey I'll admit some things don't work you know we'll try them and we'll put them in and we'll do things and you know what well, guys this doesn't work and let's 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 reverse and and back up a little bit and admit we make mistakes and and, and right. kind of and kind of try again um, so that was that was kind of our thing you know I I, I take things from even you know like I love Mike leach you know, yeah, the, the coach of Texas Washington Tech. State. No, Washington State. Washington Used to State. be the Texas Used to Tech, be a coach, Texas right? Tech you know. Yeah,
0: he has these long, long right. press conferences right. that are awesome. Right, right. Because right.
1: because he does things different. You know, right. he does he he does things different. You know, Popovich does does things different. Yeah. You know, he's always challenging, kind of that 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 new age and, and the new way of do things. And I think a lot of coaches are so rigid in their. You know, we're playing man to man for for the entire game and we don't do anything else and you know this is how things should be because they were done that that way 50 years ago and right. and that's not how we want to do things we want to do things the way things have never been done before right. and 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 kind of push that envelope and, and challenge our kids and and challenge my coaching staff you know each and every week to to get better and learn and grow and and move forward from there
0: before we continue I'd like to thank some of our sponsors Dr Dish Basketball provides the premier training machines in the world with next level analytics and versatility their newest innovation, Skill Builder, is the first of its kind and allows coaches and players to stay connected. Through Skill Builder, you can choose or create complete workouts combining shooting, ball handling, conditioning, and agility drills. Check out drdishbasketball.com for more details and info. And from Athletic Director Yu, which was founded with one goal in mind to empower the college athletics community by delivering action-oriented insight and best practices from accomplished executives, top researchers, and the industry's most influential thought leaders. Athletic Director U seeks to create a transformative learning platform for all members of its community. Visit athleticdirectoru.com and sign up for their informative daily newsletter. You know, you're, you're a high school coach in California, which means there's tons of transfers. Um... But, but that goes on everywhere. I think it's it's really huge in this state, but it's huge in, in college basketball. Um, what are some things that you've seen maybe are attributing to, to the transfer rate? Um, is it culture? Is it school? Is it – like, what – is there even a pinpoint thing? Can we even pinpoint thing of why they're transferring?
1: Yeah, I don't think we can pinpoint anything. You know, I think that's something everyone's trying to look for an answer of, of why, and you know, everyone wants to blame the kids or blame social media or blame AAU coaches. Right. You know, I don't. I don't think there's one answer for it. You know, I think that's the, kind of the way things are going. And and like I said earlier, you either sit back and. And get upset about it and try to blame everyone else or you sit there and look in the mirror and say what what can we do to either Correct. a you know attract kids and what i mean attract kids is have your program you know playing out a fun style and have your school doing good things and and uh you know making eighth graders and seventh graders at least at our level want to come to your program mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah, i think that's that's a huge a, a huge factor and uh you know if you sit back and just kind of sit there and blame everybody you're going to get lost in the dust and everyone's going to leave and no one's going to want to come come play for you as a coach right and i think that's something you need to address and, and understand and and uh you know try to put the best product out there and, and go from there um and the other thing i think is i think you know when, when players are going to leave you can do the best job in the world that's and right be the greatest coach in the world and you know there's there's people that are going to leave and be unhappy or feel that there's a better opportunity elsewhere and you know i think as a coach you have to look in the mirror for a little bit and kind of see you know what could i have done to to help that player and if there's really no answer to that and you've really as a coach going to sleep at night saying i've done everything i have can for i i i could have done for that that guy or girl, as 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 a student athlete, then you know what players are going to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's life, and sometimes that's kind of how how things happen, you know. Not not all marriages work, and right. you know, not know. all first yeah. hand, I'm divorced, <laughs> absolutely, you know, <laughs> and not all relationships work, and you know, sometimes sometimes things things happen. And I think as a right. coach, you got to understand that.
0: Now, um, your your style as a leader, um, you know, you're the head coach, you're the leader of the program. Um, what are Styles that you've seen, not only what what you use, but what other coaches use. I know you mentioned um, Coach Leach, the football coach at Washington State. What are some things that you've seen other coaches do from a leadership perspective that you think you know that's pretty cool? I don't know if I could do that, but that's that's pretty cool. That's a that's a good question. You know, that's a good question. I, I, I think we do the hard hitting questions here yeah. on BC Elite Coach.
1: <laughs> you know, I. I th- I think one of the things you know that that, that I've seen is and, and I've tried to adapt to um, is is giving my assistants more of a more of a rope. You know, mm. I think I think the longer you have assistants, um, you know, the more you got to give them a little bit of a leeway. So we'll have days where I'll call one of my assistant coaches and say, Hey, your day today. You know, let's right. go. You know, here's a couple things I want to get done today at practice. You know, but it's your practice. I want you to run. I'm going to be your assistant today. You know, not only i am I going to, I'm going to help him grow, players are going to hear it from a different voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not hearing from me yelling or me telling them how much time's left or, you know, me yelling there's a minute left in the water break and things like that. You know, they're hearing from someone else. Um, so I think on a couple on a couple ways it lets the coach grow, you know lets the players grow because now they're hearing something different. you know and I try my best to, to bite my tongue sometimes when coach <laughs> is saying something and you know it may not be exactly what we want, but I've got to kind of let him you know kind of learn and you know if I see something happening, I'll, I'll try to correct it a little early right. um, But I think it's good for them to grow as coaches and it kind of lets the, uh, the players buy into them, not only myself but but that coach as well. Um, and it gives our coaches a lot more confidence and a lot more understanding of, Hey, you know, I can actually go in here and put my, put my stamp on things instead of being that head coach where, you know, here's what we're doing A through Z, you know, either you're on board or you're off. Right. Um, you know, I want to hear what they have to say and take
0: their input. I think it's huge. I think a lot of coaches, you know, when I was coaching at, at the pro level, the head coach really, really delegates a lot to, to his or her assistant coaches. And they do a lot of the coaching, and the head coach's voice is much more um, – the players take it more, or that's a theory behind it. Then right. I've seen in high school and college where the head coach, because they are there all the time, the right. central figure, and they've got to do all the coaching. I think it's great that you try and get you know, your other coaches to be a voice. Right, no question. Um, because it's important. I think a big part of coaching is how do you make an impact in your role? No question. And I've heard too many coaches say, well – well i tried right you know if you if your players told you that you tried you'd be on the players right. so it's the same thing with coaching right. like how how that works and 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 what are standards that that the head coach is, is holding them to when when a coach walks into your practice mm-hmm. they go see a coach todd wolfson st. francis practice what are maybe 3 or 4 things they'll see right away and know about your program uh, you know the the first thing they'll see is the is the
1: energy You know, there's a lot of energy in the building and, you know, a lot of clapping and a lot of high fives and, you know, a a good positive, a positive energy. Sure. You know, we yell at guys and get on them every once in a while when we need to. Mm -hmm. um, But there's a positive energy and a positive kind of environment in there. And, and, you know, we we, we hope that it's a it's a fun place to be. You know, you come to our practice. Wow. That was a that was a good hour. And, you know, kids got a lot done and and things like that, you know, the. The second thing you'll see is a lot of love. You know, there's gonna be a lot of love at our practice. You know, um, it's not just a complete love fest. You know, but it, there's, a, there's a lot of love, and what I mean right. by that is there's a lot of you know compliments when you're doing things right. You know, um, we we talk about confidence all the time with our guys. It's huge. Um, it's a huge factor in, in you know in basketball. It's you know a huge factor in shooting jump shots. It's a huge factor in playing defense, and it's a huge fra- factor when you walk out of that gym and you're, you know either, you know, going to ask somebody for a date or you're going to do something, confidence is, is, is huge. And we want to empower them as much as we can um, with confidence. You know, when it gets to the time of us having to discipline or, or something like that, instead of yelling at them, it's, it's it's a quick, hey, hey, Johnny, or hey, you know, Michael, why don't you go have a seat? And when you're ready, we can come back instead of sitting there and yelling at them. Um, so you'll see a lot of that love um, in, in, in kind of what we do. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, is you'll see us hopefully working pretty – pretty hard Mm -hmm. um you know we 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 try to ensure that our teams play hard you know the thing we talk about all the time is we don't we don't care win or lose um even though we we really do you know (laughs) we tell them we don't care we don't care win (laughs) or lose we just hope that if somebody leaves um our game somebody came to see us play somebody came to see us practice man that's the hardest playing team I've seen um don't know what the score was, that's the hard they play hard. Right. You know, taking charges, diving on the floor, doing those things and
0: and 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 making making people understand like wow, that's a that's a good product to watch. Mm-hmm. So you hit a key thing on confidence, which is huge. I saw someone post this on Twitter. I'm gonna read it real quickly. Go ahead. I think it was you. No, I don't think it was you. I don't know who it was, but it says this has to do with baseball. And it says the reason why players have streaks in baseball is because of the increased confidence players have in their teammates and in themselves. True belief in each other is much more sustainable when than wins and losses, he said. Things like positive posture, embracing, pats on the back, high fives, and a degree of physical contact and interaction all attribute to collective team effort. And you talked about that on the, the the communication side and the confidence side with it. Were you know, did it take a while for the players to come around to that or are, are they magnets toward that? You know,
1: it, it, they start off as the cool guy.
0: You know, that's how kind of things. I still think you know, I'm the cool guy. Yeah,
1: they start off as the cool guy, and I don't want to buy into this, and this is kind of not what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, it's it's, it's, it's contagious. And I hate right. to use a word from yes! my guy, Hernando, but it's Dropping uh, it, it. It's contagious. <laughs> um, so it, it, it definitely is, it, is contagious for us, and, and, and we see it. You know, um, we, we we make rules on high fives. You know, if you don't give a high five after a free throw, you, you get subbed out. Right. You know, we tell them. That's hit a five, great rule. I don't care if you hit five threes <laughs> in a row. You know, right. you hit five threes in a row and you're and you're standing in a half court because you're, you're, your teammates shooting a free throw and you, you don't want to give them a high five. Well, come sit down next to us um, and little things like that. We make rules and practice on high fives and um, just making sure that they understand that confidence is there. Uh, um for them that way you know we always talk about we, we we're going to put you guys in the best in the best you know scenario right. we can and, and put you in the best place as possible and you know it, it's on you to perform to a certain extent but um but it's also on us to build that environment and build that build that culture for them
0: i think it's so interesting the high fives part i had a, a couple conversations with other coaches and in volleyball in men's and women's volleyball whether you're winning or losing if it's a bad hit or set they're high-fiving each other like they just won the championship in basketball if i throw you a pass and you blow the layup we don't even look at each other in basketball it's right. the craziest right. thing right you know so how do you change that right
1: that's tough that's tough you know that's tough but we we do you know we we always just talk about being positive. Yeah, right. you know, being positive. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we we tell our guys we'll sub you out for a for a dropped head on your bad body language mm-hmm. rather than you turning the ball over. You know um we don't care if you miss a layup just get back on defense sprint back on defense make the next play and, and move forward from there everybody's gonna miss a layup right everyone's gonna throw a bad pass you know I tell our guys all the time if, if you don't miss layups and you don't throw bad passes you shouldn't be playing for me you should be going to play for Luke Walton and the Lakers right you know <laughs> if, if, if you never miss a layup and your every pass you're throwing is perfect you know I'm I'm, I'm not your coach yet right you know so that that's kind of what we talk about with our guys is is, is that aspect of it. And you're going to make mistakes, and mistakes are okay. Mistakes are part of life. Um, right. Mistakes help you grow. Right. You know, every day you're going to fail, and 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 a and, and hundred and to two hundred times a day you're going to fail at things. You know, um, there might have been a, a better way to get to the supermarket today. You know, there might have been, a, you know, a, a, a better a better option in terms of lunch you could
0: have ate. You know, there, there's times
1: when you're going to fail. Learn from those mistakes. Yeah, you know, learn from those from there. mistakes.
0: Uh-huh. The we're going to switch gears here because of of millennials and social media. Social media is huge. Branding is huge. Um, do you do any social media education? Um, do you? I don't want to say monitor their social media, but uh, you, you want to make sure they're clean. Like, how do you do that in your program? You know,
1: uh, uh, we have a couple weeks each year. Uh, we do one in the summer and we do one in the winter where we sit down and we go over social media rules. We give them a sheet um, that actually USC put out a long time ago that I stole from them um, that just talk, talks about the, the, the rules of being a USC athlete on social media, what you're supposed to post, what you're not, um, what coaches are looking for and what they're not, um, and things like that. Uh, fortunately, this year, um, most of my guys aren't on social media, which I right. think is is a, is a testament to the culture that they have now and the kind of kids they are. Um, whether it's a positive or a negative, it's, they're not there. Um, which is, which is interesting. And it's a different group um, that I've experienced, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I had a group that was, couldn't get off <laughs> social media. You know, I was wondering if they're posting at halftime, what our, right. you know, what our <laughs> halftime scores were. Um, but, but, but this year I don't have that group, um, but definitely monitoring them is important. Right. Um, I once had a college coach, uh, won't name players name a while back, call me and say he dropped, dropped one of my guy's scholarships because of something he posted on social mm-hmm. media. Um, I didn't think it was, was that bad, but you know what? Each coach, you know, to their own. Right. And uh, he felt it was bad enough to drop it. And uh, you know, from then on, I, I've kind of been a, been a little bit of a hawk on my guys. And um, I make them add me as a friend. And I tell them as soon as the season's over, they can they can delete me uh, if they like to. And then as soon as we start back up in the winter, they can add me again. Um, but during our time as a basketball player, they're gonna have to. I'm gonna kind of keep keep an eye on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's so important. I think a lot of people, and and I, I'm not gonna say young people. I think people of all ages. They they almost take their social media like it's their outlet to say whatever the heck they want to say, when it really isn't. Right. You know, I mean, the, the reality is the more discipline you have, the more freedom you have, right? Um, because you you know your standards, you know what you want to say and everything else. And 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 I think it's interesting uh, what you're saying. And I I don't know how many high school coaches hit upon it. I don't know how many coaches hit upon it, right? Um, because it's a huge influence. Um, whether you're recruiting or not recruiting right. or or the face your program or the branding part of it with everything right
1: right you know it goes back to the to kind of the millennial and the and I hate to use the word the millennial coach hmm. you know is is you know I've heard of coaches that you're not allowed to be on social media or you know you, everything's got to be on private well you know, not every kid wants to be on private and kids want to have an Instagram and kids want to have a, uh, a Twitter account. And you know, if you, if you're that guy who's going to make them block everything and do everything, are they going to be really happy every day when they come to practice? they going to want to play for you. Um, I think those are questions you have to ask. I'd I'd rather let them do what they want in terms of having an Instagram and having a Twitter and then me monitoring them, right? Make it my job, make it not their job Um, and kind of take less off their plate to, to kind of be the, be, be, be the, person that's that that that's in charge and the person that's the ultimate you know sacrifice, or the person that's the ultimate you know guy at the end that's going to post that tweet that he shouldn't be tweeting you know I'll, I'll let him know and hey you know what that's it's a little out there let's kind of get rid of that yeah and I've done that many of times
0: yeah that's I mean it's such a it's it'd be, I speak to a lot of different people around the country and that, that's a huge thing they just I know I know there's a lot of programs who don't allow their their athletes to be Correct. on social media and I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. Um, I know even for my own kids, I would say, "No, no, you cannot have a private profile. You need a public profile." Right. Right. And because you have to understand, this is the way we're going. So you have to right. understand and, and accept it. No question. Um, and if you're going to post great stuff, then you also got to know there's negativity. No question. Uh, that comes with it as well, too. Um, you know, you're building something great here at St. Francis. Uh, you know, we're not going to talk about your your long term goals, at St. Francis, because I know you want to do what every coach in the country wants to. do. They, they want a championship. But what do you want your players when they leave here to remember you by?
1: That's a, that, that's a good question. You know, uh, I I think we don't we going back to I keep hitting on it, but going back to just understand that we're there for them. Mm. You know, um, I, I was talking to our guys the other day. I said the ultimate goal for us as coaches is is to go to your weddings. You know, is to go to see your child when they're being born, is to get invited to, you know, your your parties when you're you know 35 years old and you have a family and a house. You know, those are the things I think as coaches as 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 what we want, and that's my goal. You right. know, I want them to to understand that they have somebody there besides their parents that cares about them and and understands you know what 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 we can help them with. You know, and 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 they're helping us a lot. You know, I think you know we we neglect to look at that sometimes. You know, these kids are going out there five six times a day they're sacrificing you know six seven hours a day to play basketball and lift weights and dive on the floor and you know potential of tearing an ACL or breaking an ankle or doing things that 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 we that we do and we take that for granted sometimes we don't recognize that hey these these kids are sacrificing a lot for us as coaches you know and a lot of times especially in the high school realm it's it's you know well St. Francis wins well good job coach well you know the players did a lot of did, did, <laughs> most, did most of it you know i'd say uh, you know we, we probably affected five percent of the that that game you know maybe a little more a little less some games but it, it's them they went right. out there and played and they went out there and sacrificed for us and I, I think we have to understand that as coaches that 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 that's amazing that they're doing that for us right. and we want to show them that love and show them that we care about them and we're there for them so getting invited to a wedding or getting in you know uh, the things that I previously mentioned, th- those are things that I want as a coach. You know, I talk about that. There, there are trophies. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, these kids are are walking are walking trophies. You know, when they walk around and they're going to college and playing on TV and playing college sports and having families, that's that's a cool accomplishment for
0: us. That's yeah. the accomplishments that we want. That's awesome. That's awesome. Last two questions, Coach. Go ahead. When they make the Coach Todd Wolfson movie, yes, full on motion picture cinema extravaganza all right who is
1: playing you that's a good question well the first question would have to be who's playing you because for everyone that doesn't know coach p coach planos was my was my club coach long long time ago back in the day so that would have to be a a a person there so i'm gonna throw the throw the question back to you real quick who's gonna play you
0: well i i think what we're gonna do is well i really love tom cruise i think but he has hair okay i've been looking thinking of bald-headed guys I think I'm just gonna have the Rock. I mean, the Rock can play anybody. True. So I think he could play Coach Me. <laughs> I, like I think it. he could play it. I could see the Rock play me. I told another guy that actually Pitbull would play me from 20, ages 20 to 30. The Rock from 30 to 40, and then I could have Tom Cruise like after 40. Got but it. that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. Here. Got it.
1: Got it. I think for me, you know, I, I get all. I don't want to say all the time, but I get uh, Prince. Is it Prince William?
0: You yes. know I get that
1: all the time God, you look like Prince William so I get a lot of that so maybe we'd go we fly over to uh to England and ask the prince if he'd be interested in playing that role and maybe it'd be something he'd be
0: interested in I think in. that'd be great so yeah coach yeah. with the English accent exactly
1: exactly, exactly. All right, boys yeah. that's a,
0: that's a horrible <laughs> that's a horrible English what well, I don't know what that was last question you know we we believe really that you've got to be in love with something to do what you're doing at a high level mm-hmm. so what are you in love with I'm in love with just the the
1: the the grind and i'm in love with the everyday you know we talk i tell our guys all the time there's a fire every day we got to put out as a coach mm. you know something a kid I had a kid today forgot his money for lunch had a kid that needs a ride there's always something as a coach you know and, and i love that aspect of it you know i love i love that aspect of 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 being that person that 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 can help people and that can that can change their lives for the better um and i, I think that's a that's a remarkable Job to have, you know, so many jobs. You're you're out there and you're you're doing things, and but you're not really helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, I yep. think I think you know, as much as teachers are not are sometimes looked down upon, just that you know, or, or the, sorry, they're not financially um as as uh, as strong as some other jobs might be. <laughs> right, you know, um, they're helping, they're helping people, and they're and they're helping the the, the youth that's going to be in charge of, of what we do. Yeah, I'm mean, in charge of our kids and in charge of um, the next generation and. You know, I think to to have put out as many positive, you know, student athletes as we can is a is a huge testament to to a coach, and, I, and
0: that's what I what I want. That's awesome, so. Coach. I appreciate I you appreciate joining you. us. Where can people find you or contact you? Where can they find you? Uh, best
1: probably places is, is uh, Twitter would be a good one, um, which is uh, at sf excuse me sfhs hoops. Um, is my Twitter with an S, um, SFHS Hoops, or uh, www.sf uh, like, like San Francisco SFHSBasketball.com is our school uh, school website. I have my email address on there. I'm sorry, our, our basketball website. And I have my email address on there. So awesome. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you guys got to reach out to, to Coach Todd. He's done amazing things at different programs, and he keeps doing it over and over again. He's doing some great things in St. Francis. Thanks, Thanks. Coach. Appreciate, appreciate it,
1: it, Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you.
0: Hope you guys got some great information from Coach Todd Wolfson. What I really enjoyed when I sat down with him was his quiet confidence, knowing the building blocks that he is putting in place. As he builds a program at St. Francis. And I think that goes to, you know, for a lot of you coaches out there, that you're trying to build a culture. You're trying to find the pieces and get your right people in the right spots on the bus. And in coaching, it never ever is the same. There's so many movable parts. There's so many different things that could happen and that could not happen. And what I love about coach Wolfson is that he is trying to be prepared for every part of it. And if it doesn't go his way, he automatically adjusts to it just like you would in any coaching situation. guys, The BCLE cannot survive without you. I appreciate everything that you do and the good word that you're spreading for us. Please, if you don't mind, do me a favor. Go to SoundCloud, go to iTunes, write a comment. Like it or hate it, I just want your comments and I would love your feedback on how we can improve the BCLE. Remember, guys, you are a light to other people. You have a lot of energy to give and you are contagious for the people around you. I love you and I'll talk to you soon.